to the adventure on Pumlet on W4CY. Wake up, America! It's time for the adventures of Pipe Man on W4CY.com, West Palm Beach's number one internet radio station. Here's your host, the Pipe Man. This is the Pipe Man here on the Adventures of Pipe Man, W4CY Radio, and I'm super excited about the fact that it's that time again. It's time for one of my favorite segments of my show, uh, and one of my favorite guests who is, like, amazing. She's, like, one of the most amazing spiritual medium people there is, and so much more. So let's welcome to the show Beth Lynch with Solutions. Hello, Dean. What Hello. a nice intro you give me. Yes, and you know, you notice it's different every time because I'm saying it like, I don't even think about it. I just start saying it, so it just comes out of my spiritual head and uh, <laughs> instead of some script. It comes out of your heart, and that's what we're talking about today. Love. See, love, love me. <laughs> love. Yeah, you know, and that's the part that bothers me is when I watch people like, and they're they're reading scripts and they didn't even memorize the script. Like, you watch people on shows and stuff, and they're reading it. You didn't even memorize your intro that's, like, 20 seconds or 10 seconds. You can't even memorize that. Like, or I see it at, at events. People are, you know, they'll do it with me. I'm doing a speaking event, and they're reading my bio. Like, and it's like, nobody wants to listen after three seconds because you, there's no feeling to it. It's just, you're just reading something. Oh, I agree. Because when I do, um, you know, interviews and stuff and people want to want me to send the questions or they want to send uh, me the questions. And I'm like, you can feel the difference when you're, you know, I can't memorize. I've, <laughs> full. you know, come from your heart, soul, you know, I agree in the first 30 seconds, know what you got to say. But after that, let it, let it fly. Let it be I'm a, your heart. I'm a big believer. I say it all the time. Let the interview take a life of its own. You know, and it always does, and it's always better for everybody. And you know, I the last interview I just did before this was a band, and we were talking about the same thing towards the end. And it's like they can't stand when somebody has some scripted interview because they can tell that they're not into it. You know, they don't. They end up not feeling comfortable because the person just like is not into it, opposed to doing the interview with me. And and I said to say, and we talked about the people sending scripts. They're like. They hate it when people send them questions and stuff. And me too. When a publicist sends me questions to ask their guests, like I'm like, I tell them bluntly, I'm not using this. Like, it's just stupid. It's not good for the guests. It's not good for the interviewer. And it's certainly not good for the listener. Exactly. I agree. But I Who was the band you interviewed? Uh, they were, and they're called Cave Dweller. They're out of Canada. Ooh, sound good. I love I love your posts about music because we definitely like the same. Well, all genres because I like all genres, you know. Yeah, and, and I uh, like most of all of them too. Which is funny that brings us to something having to do with Valentine's Day because it, you know, we're right we're right at Valentine's Day, right after Valentine's Day here talking, and you know, it's funny you should say that because when I go on these online dating sites and and I meet somebody and we're talking. I will ask them what type of music they like because, as you know, that's a big passion of mine, and I think it's important, especially in some of the music I like. Like, it's important to have that compatibility, and I love it almost every time, 99% of the time, women are always saying, 
I love all genres. And then I go, uh, I go, oh, really? So you like metal and punk? And they're like, no, not that. I'm like, well, then you don't like all genres, do you? And that's when I, it happens every time. Why say all? Just say the specific answer. Like, I like all genres, but I'll say that, well, I like most genres, but my passion is for metal and punk and classic rock and industrial and, you know, hippie music. You know, those are my passions, you know, but like, okay, so do I like some jazz? Sure. Is it my passion? No. So I think when somebody's asking you in a love compatibility thing, what genre you're into, maybe you should have a sixth sense to know why they're asking that question. It's not just regular conversation and maybe give a specific answer so you can find out if you're compatible. I think that's the biggest problem nowadays or ever with people meeting and having relationships, it, it's something that I've figured out as I'm older. Is like, you should not have your best foot forward in the beginning of a relationship. I actually think the opposite. You should have your worst foot forward because they're of, of course they're going to like the best foot forward, but if they like the worst foot forward, then you're good. And not only that, but like, why not be brutally honest? Like online dating sites, they frustrate me because you have millions of people to pick from why not just put exactly who you are, exactly what you're looking for with no like trying to impress or trying to give the answers that people want to hear because then you'll actually find the match. It's not like you're in a bar and there's only a couple people to pick on. There's like millions of people, so might as well get a match. Well, and what a lot of people do, and I work with a lot of clients who are single or divorced or, you know, wid- widowed, and they're they're ready. You know, they feel ready. It's been years some for some of them. And I always tell them, you know, when they're going to these sites, be in a good mood, feel secure, put your self-love first, because if you love yourself and you're, you can't fool energy, so don't try yeah. to fake that. If you're really in a good space with yourself, mentally, emotionally, even physically, comfortably with your body, and you put that vibe out when you're on, you're going to draw somebody who feels that vibe too. But you're also going to intuitively know who to stay away from or pick up on their lower stuff. And, you know, we're we're humans. There's lower, there's different evolution of consciousness. I could get all really into all that. That's so cool. But people are in different places in their life. And like you said, some people pump it up a notch on there or they're not honest with what they're putting on there or they're vague. So you're drawing people who could be vague, people who could be not honest with themselves. So when you look at even, you know, solution of things, the soul is energy. Let your energy be real with yourself. If you're real with yourself and honest and honor the greatest love of all, which is a segment I have on my YouTube channel, the greatest love of all is self-love. Because then you're in love with who you are. You draw people who know how to love themselves. That takes out a big part of a problem in a relationship. Neediness, insecurity, jealousy, even even domestic violence. Because domestic violence is fueled by someone feeling their sense of security. Yeah. Is from them energetically that's what's happening even if there's someone who's abusive or cheat doesn't matter they're still feeling that one person that was there all the time the last 20 years taking their crap is now actually getting strong and leaving what you know violent they can get violent i mean yeah it's true true story and you know i love that we're talking about self-love because there's so many different things about that first of all when how can you really expect somebody to truly love you if you don't love yourself Number one. Number two, 
you know, you're right. All the issues happen because you don't have self-love. And look at all the relationships that break up. And then after they break up, people are like, oh, like I'm focusing on me now. That Well, and I agree with that. Maybe you should have focused on you to begin with. Absolutely. Well, and you awaken, but you don't need five you know, hard relationships to find that out. <laughs> Have one hard relationship. Exactly. We do that in our 20s. Figure it out, you know? Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly. What the, that's what the 20s are for. <laughs> well, that's where I've gotten smarter because, you know, we all have, you know, our weaknesses or what we get drawn to. And we tend to, if we are not focused, we will, you know, pick the same problem over and over again because we pick the same people. And, you know, that's where I've come in now is like, I'm not so quick to jump into anything because I realize that although I'm drawn to this person, I finally have figured out that I know that person is not good for me. You know, whereas when you're younger, it's like you're drawn to that person. You know, the person's not good for you, but you do it anyway. Mm, I did that pretty good when I lived down in South Florida. Oh, yeah. Well, that's (laughs) that's, that was good at that. (laughs) That's pretty typical in South Florida for sure. Yeah. Uh, I had fun doing it, too. Well, that was the 80s now, mind you. So the 80s were a lot. I know we crossed paths somewhere, and I don't know. Maybe. Between Miami Beach and Hollywood and Hollandale. and You never know. We must have. You never know. Well, and Where did you frequent? Did you frequent well, a place? Or- I wasn't in Florida till 1990. And that was the first time I was in Florida. I was single and here for three years. Then I got married, went to Jersey. And so that was really the only time I was single in Florida as young. So it was basically like that three-year period of 90 to 93. Well, I was rocking it then down there. (laughs) Yeah, Fort Lauderdale Beach. Yeah. The candy store, confettis. No, I was a a reunion room girl. I used to go to this place (laughs) in Deerfield called Pickles. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to go to Club Boca. I used to go to the Elbow Room, which is still there. Um, See, you're very, you're very um, eclectic with your bars too. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. We cross paths somewhere. Yeah, and I don't go to the same. The eye, at least. <laughs> I don't go to the same pla- type of places. Like, there's not a typical place you would find me. I named all those places. They're all very different places, as you know. Yeah, Yeah. they are very eclectic. I can remember Brian Warner standing at the door at the reunion room, you know, like being the door guy, you know, Marilyn Manson. I can remember that. Nice. Hi, Brian. Yeah, he'd stand there in his leather coat and, you know, and just let us, you know, just doing what he did, I guess. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's how long ago that was. I'll tell you what's interesting, too, okay? So... Where self-love and spirituality cross paths, and I don't even say in a good way, and you'll find out what I mean in a second. I've noticed when people don't have self-love, a lot of times they will act like they're spiritual, but it's not coming from their heart. It's more of they're forcing it. And being a spiritual person myself, uh, it's very obvious to me. Like That's one of the things I love about you, Beth, is that you're a spiritual person that truly has that energy opposed to like convincing yourself that's why i call it okay so as a for instance there's somebody recently that you and i talked about in a recent show and you said something about button heads and one thing i noticed a lot about her was exactly what i'm talking about like she's always making these spiritual postings and stuff like that and i know it's just she's trying to convince herself and that's a huge like turnoff to me, actually. And that's why self-love is important because self-love, when you see it in somebody else, it's a huge turn on. 
Self-love, when you don't see it in somebody else, at first you're attracted to it to maybe try to help them, but then it gets annoying after a while. And that's me totally. Like I'm the, the helper and I'm the one, you know, that wants to. But then I get frustrated if somebody just can't get out of their own way and I get turned off by it because it's like, you know, they're just so, for lack of a better thing, lower energy, you know, <laughs> but they're trying to, put themselves out there like they're higher energy and it comes across so fake. Yeah. And you could feel that it's like, you could feel it energetically and sometimes like, and they're in the low frequency, emotional things will start coming out within three months. If I always tell people three days, three weeks, three months, the max in a relationship that isn't going to maybe rise to its highest potential, if you will, mentally, emotionally, physically, sometimes physical is first, we get that attraction, but then the spirit and it's got to align on every single plateau there. And the thing is your spirit will guide you or protect you. But yeah, you're, you know, sometimes if I'm going to do a reading and I got new clients and they say, well, I'm very spiritual and I, I do all this stuff. <laughs> <And> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, oh, take a deep breath. Compassion, compassion, because they're sometimes the most challenging ones because they're saying it right up front and they're making me know this is what I am spiritual. I'm very spiritual. And you don't have to tell me that, <laughs> you know, it's okay. You know, I don't say that, but they're sometimes the toughest people to communicate for, but also I have to say in a, in a respectful way to them that as we get going and spirit starts communicating or their you know the imagery and the reflection of their you know what's going on that I'm being revealed to me to help them and it starts going it's like after they get past that I know that I know that I know that it's like they usually break and cry a lot and I and that's a good thing because it's breaking that energy that they're trying so hard to either protect or hold or not know what to do with moves and that's so powerful in channeling or readings you know that's what a I think an intuitive should do for anybody bring them to a point gently let it do it itself you know what you guide it's amazing to watch somebody that hard but there are people you know like when you're in the dating world with it they want to keep that facade up a little longer because they're afraid of maybe even revealing themselves because they don't know how to deal with those emotions. So I think what I just gave you was actually even more understanding. I know you get it. Don't I know me to don't I know me, Dean, because I just talking about you then. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's like that, you know, it's something that has to get revealed. But if we don't feel it, reveal, let it go, let it move through and say, okay, I learned from you, but get that out of here now. I'm not going to be what that brings me to when that will keep repeating patterns. And those are the relationship lessons. And why do I got to keep learning that lesson? Well, you know, go. you you know what I love too, is when you're dating somebody, not even in a relationship, but you just meet them and dating and they keep, they tell you, and I've had experiences a lot, how you should think and how you should believe and how you should be and all this. And it's like, well, no. And what happens is, is people that don't have self love, listen to that and the people that do have self-love are like yeah no i and i had that recently the same person she was saying certain things to me i'm like uh no this is the way i am and you know and here's the thing when you get together with somebody like that eventually it can become a problem because and then there's the other thing when this is a big pet peeve of mine when you ask people things like you're going out to dinner. Well, what are you in the mood for? Whatever you want. Yeah, I hate that line. Whatever you want. Why? <laughs> because usually when I'm asking stuff like that, 
maybe I'm trying to learn about you, what you like and what you don't like. It's not about just doing what you want to do. It's more about like trying to find. And whenever somebody says to me, whatever you want, or I don't care, it doesn't matter to me. They're the ones that a few years later, it does matter to. And that, that's what I found in life. Like, just be honest with people because it does matter to you. Like, if you were by yourself going out to eat, as an example, you would pick a place to eat. You wouldn't be like, oh, whatever somebody else wants because you're the only person. That's the person I want to learn about. That's the person I want to know about what you're, you would do if I wasn't around. Because that tells you who the true person is instead of the person they're trying to be for you. Oh, that's an interesting point. Were you ever like, did you ever take psych or something or psychology? Because you I, definitely go down that. I, that. I, I did. Uh, here, I'll give you a couple things. First of all, since I've been a salesperson since I'm 11 years old, sales is all human psychology. If you're a master of human psychology, you are a master at sales. That's number one. Number well, you are a master at sales. You've, you've reeled me in a few times when I wasn't <laughs> planning on it. <laughs> number two, yes, I did study in college. Uh, and as a matter of fact, before a certain point in my life where I had to stop, I was about a year away from a PhD in psychology. See, I knew that intuitively. <laughs> but you know, what's funny is I took that stuff after I was already kind of a master of psychology myself, just from experiencing, like, I just, I don't know. It's something I was born with. I just am very, very good at understanding and reading other people. That's because you're very intuitive and yes. intuition is natural and it's heightened in you and more of the world needs to heighten their intuitiveness because intuition is your, well, inner compass for decisions, choices, challenges, but also it's survival. Intuition is survival. Yeah. Well, funny you should say that because I am somebody that most of the time I'll follow my gut. Anytime I don't follow my gut, it's a problem. So here's a funny scenario that you brought that up. So I was talking to my daughter last night and I, you know, I have the new grandchild I haven't seen yet. It's the first grandchild of all eight that I didn't see when it was born because of the whole COVID thing. And they're in El Paso right now. They're going to be in North Carolina in May, but you know, I was really starting to feel bad. I haven't seen her or seen the, the baby or any of the kids and stuff. Cause I, usually I would do that all the time and you know, but the travel restriction and then I had booked a flight to El Paso on Southwest. I didn't say anything to my daughter at all. I was just like, I'll wait and see, you know. And then my gut kept telling me, don't go. And that's not fear. People think that's fear. It's more just listening to your intuition, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just not a good idea, you know. It's not a matter of fear. I'm not fearful. It's just something kept gnawing at me. So I was talking to her last night, and she's also... You might have met her, Leah. She's psychic herself. And and so I said I said to her, like, I wasn't going to tell you, but I was planning on coming out this week to see. I even booked a flight, but I don't think I'm going to because I keep getting this gnawing feeling in my gut that it's not a good idea. And she, and she said to me, yep, you always got to follow your gut. And she knows me. So she's like, yeah, you got to follow your gut. You know, and so forget, forget for a second science, forget for a, si a second facts. Sometimes that gut is more important than any of those things. Mm -hmm. so, oh, I agree. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So there you go. It's like, but so many people ignore that. That's the thing about having that intuition. So many people ignore it. And then I, you know, I love when I was growing up, it's like everybody talked about women's intuition. 
I think it was only called women's intuition because women were more receiving of it. Whereas men, you know, with the machismo stuff, like, uh, you know, back then, you know, oh, you know, that's, that's for women. That's for this, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, but intuition is really, everybody has it. It's a matter of whether you want to focus on it or not. Yeah. And it comes through feelings and emotion. And, you know, we have to allow those feelings and, you know, it's a higher frequency. The more attuned we are to it, our frequency is higher. So it's like changing the channel for the song. It clicks right away. Or do you got to adjust it a little bit? And, you know, I mean, it's just it all comes down to energy and frequency. And, you know, as I'm staring at a photo of Einstein right now, he's probably going up there. Yep, that's right, girl. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. So, so I mean, it, it's true. The bottom line comes down to if you honor every, you know, every day, do an act of self-love a day, stop, breathe slowly, place your hand on your heart, smile, make yourself laugh at least once a day, you know, more than once a day if I, you know, if I think, but, you know, some people don't do that at all. Some people are walking around very low energy. And I mean, those are the things that start to lift you and to strengthen your intuition and, You know, I mean, it's just, it really is such an easy formula when we look at the power of self-love. It's the word self and love, you know, love self first and then let the rest just energetically align you to those who love themselves too. Well, it's kind of hard to love somebody properly long term if you don't love yourself. You know, you think you can, but then, you know, it's kind of like anything else. If you have any kind of issues or problems, it's more like you're you're using that as a scapegoat to ignore what you need to work on on yourself. Yeah, and the insecurity creeps up. You know, the insecurity will come up. If you don't love yourself enough to feel secure in that love, love is not need. That's another thing that's important. A lot of people look at certain love, like even in a in a relation, I need them. Need is a low frequency yeah. part of, the, of consciousness. But if your love is based in need, from anything from, you know, they change or don't ever change and you keep growing or death, things like that, it becomes more than it needs to be devastating. Look, we're going to grieve and it's going to be hard, but we're wired. We're wired in our consciousness to be accept endings or be open to new beginnings and and death and anything in that any across the board of all the things we deal with as a human being so when we love who we are we have a sense of security that no person gives us no amount of money can give us no perfect job can give us because anything can be taken and you know anything so we have to allow that foundation to be to love yourself enough to to laugh to love to grieve to accept change i mean you know, teach, we need a class in this in school, yeah. not just health class one day, you know, about it needs to be. It's well, t- think it's, about it. It needs to be in, inputted into us from a young age before the damage. Oh, my God, I can't even tell you. You know, I've been t- in the meditation room now in the high school for five years. I, I run a meditation program and it's a room and it's a real low lights music. You know, I've mentioned this before, I'm sure. And to in you know, the. I guide them into their breath and I just explain, keep it basic, simple, and they do it. And I can't even tell you, just ran into a kid the other day at the gym um, that, you know, is not in, in the high school anymore. And he goes, Mrs. Lynch, I still do my breathing and meditate every night. And I feel so good inside, like I really love myself. And this is a kid that I know wasn't given that in his, you know, 
environment. You know what I mean? He did you know, I know. And it was amazing just to look at him get excited and say, I still do it and I you know, I love myself. You know, I feel that. God, and he's at the gym and he's, you know, taking college classes and just to watch his success. But I remembered him in the room coming in and, and the first time I met him say when he finished, you know, doing a little meditation and then the bell rang and he walked up and he stood in front of me and he's like six something and he goes, where'd my anger go, Mrs. Lynch? I was so angry when I walked in here and I didn't even want to come. They told me to go down to the meditation room and I explained to him because you started slowing your breath. You became aware of your emotions in the breathing. I always use a little let's let those feelings that don't serve us go kind of little thing. And these kids got some got 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Some can stay the whole period. You know, they're all different. It just depends what's going on in their classroom or hall lunch. But it's amazing to watch that. And that's, you know, an 18 year old. Now he's probably 19 or 20. Well, not it's only amazing. that. Amazing. Not only that, it, it amazes me that there's so many parents out there that don't teach their children self-love and, in fact, do the exact opposite. Mm, don't even go on that subject, do you? No, that that <laughs> will parents. have to save. That one will have to save for another time because we're actually yeah. out of time. But yeah. I do want you to tell everybody, uh, you know, how they can connect to you on social media, website, all that good stuff. Hi. Well, yeah, thank you. Uh, the website, innerlightteaching.com, my YouTube channel is a great way to just go over, do some meditations, listen to some nice inspiration. That's Beth Lynch 444 on YouTube and um, probably the easiest. And I do have an upcoming uh, virtual channeling group session going on March 11th and tickets already, it usually sells out. So it's right in your own home and uh, March 11th, 7 p.m. Eastern. Go register for that over on my, that's more on my Twitter or my Facebook, Inner Light Teaching. My Facebook, Inner Light Teaching, is pretty, got a lot on there with my last minute things and changes and new things. So, Inner Light Teachings, because I can't accept friend requests. You know, Facebook lets you stop after so many. So, I guess I got so many. There you go. <laughs> well, I got to tell you that I think all our listeners should check that out and, and register for that Uh that uh, class in March because that sounds pretty pretty yeah, it's awesome. Limited, it's limited to twenty people. I do one every other month. I might do it every month if I see it, the need after this month. But yeah, it's limited to twenty because of I want everyone to receive message personally, but also listening to the group messages is pretty exciting. And we do a little meditation. It's 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 fun. Spirit speaks, you know. Spirit speaks. Spirit speaks and self love with mm -hmm. Beth Lynch and our solutions for today. Thank you for listening to the Adventures of Pipe Man on W4CY Radio.